The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 109. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secret to Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today, we're discussing the 22nd episode of Season 5, Revelations. Uh, but before we uh, do that, I wanted to talk about this article um, that came out on Yahoo recently. It was an interview with uh, Dean Devlin, the producer. He's done things like Godzilla and Independence Day. Um, and The Librarians. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did that yeah. one? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, so, yeah. That's a good movie. He did the original Stargate with Roland Emmerich, and they were talking about some of their plans for the uh, the sequels. And it's it's very different from <laughs> from what was going to be in the TV show. And if you've seen any Roland Emmerich movie, you know his kind of style. It's It's mm-hmm. fun, but it's not really... Not really what I'd want from Stargate, but the most interesting thing I thought was uh, talking about the original movie where when you see uh, Ra, he's he's the Egyptian guy, but then later on in the movie you see him and he's this weird kind of your stereotypical gray alien. And apparently that was a post-production decision because the actor who played Ra, uh, his name is, let me grab that. Jay Davidson. Yeah, and, Jay Davidson. Uh... <laughs> he he was he was going through some uh some issues with a uh, substance addiction um and as someone in recovery I totally understand that and I hope that he's doing well um but the reason they ended up yeah yeah that's good that's good to hear um the reason that his performance was so weird was because of that and that's why they ended up dubbing over his voice and making him into an alien um and apparently that tested much better with test audiences than the original idea that he was just a ancient Egyptian. Um, hmm. But apparently uh, Dean Devlin t- told him about this when the movie came out and he was very apologetic and he felt like he ruined the movie and he had to tell him, no, this is actually good because it, it works way better for the story. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see where that original idea for the Gould came from. And it was kind of an editing decision that happened because of problems with the filming. Yeah. Well, it was, it was clearly something they could do very easily and quickly to, yeah, uh, solve the problem of how to make this ending look good. And it does answer the questions of, well, how could this Egyptian boy live for, you know, 5,000 years or mm-hmm. 6,000 years or whatever it was and still, you know, be in charge of this, this massive army and everything? Well, because he was actually an alien that had taken over this yeah. 5,000, 6,000 year old boy. Yeah. And I think even casting Jay Davidson to begin with was a bit of a stunt casting because he had been in one like acted in one role and that was in the crying game, which was oh, one yeah. of those like cultural, like haven't seen it, but it was everywhere in 92. And so like they paid him, I think a million dollars or something to be in Stargate. And, and even the reviews at the time I, um, were like, you know, we like, what, 
he appeared to be like way miscast and stuff, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine the movie without kind of the alien effects to it. Mm-hmm. It would have been much stranger, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at just some of the ideas they had for the, the sequel, it was going to take place. They were going to go to another planet and it was just going to be Mayan pyramids and they were going to, which, which, which we got or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we yeah. got. <laughs> and then the, and then the third was going to be like every, 1960s Doctor Who episode <laughs> together <laughs> like the, with like the Yetis and the Loch Ness monster Extermi- yeah, Daleks exterminate exterminate <laughs> yeah it was going to be like every sort of like conspiracy theory encrypted and oh, anything yeah. like that just rolled into one and he wanted to bring back James Spader and uh, Kurt Russell and I think it's safe to say at this point that none of that's going to happen which yeah. I'm okay with There's- there's still rumors that yeah. that he would like to go back and revisit the movies franchise, and you know, and Roland Emmerich as well would yeah. like to go back mm-hmm. and revisit. And it's just like, I hope that ship has sailed. I hope you know, and you know, the rumors from Amazon are starting to sound positive that yeah, they they are looking at continuing the SG one, you know, style SG one era storyline, just you know, maybe in more recent years. But I hope the, the, they don't plan on going back and revisiting the movies. I really don't. <laughs> I know there's there's talk at Amazon or there's rumors about it that it was they're going to do a Stargate movie before they do anything mm-hmm. with the TV series and I guess that would be okay. I just I kind of feel like Stargate works better as a TV series. It will depend on what kind of movie they're doing. Is it going to be something where it's a soft reboot where they essentially reintroduce everything for a new audience mm-hmm. or is it going to be something that brings in old characters and is a continuation because i feel like the latter would be much more interesting well they, we we haven't obviously haven't gotten yet to the sg1 movies there are you yeah. know, there mm-hmm. are a couple yeah. of sg1 movies and they're actually pretty decent they're they're pretty de- good movies um so they, they it can be done mm-hmm. and I, I i get a feeling it is going to be kind of a soft reboot continuation i hope so mm-hmm. off of you know again off of sg1 atlantis Hopefully. I mean, I, I, that's, I think that's what a lot of fans want. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I, I hope that they're listening to that and I hope they're seeing what's gone on with Star Trek, where it took a couple, couple tries, uh, mm-hmm. discovery for whatever it's worth for them, the people who are in charge of Star Trek now to realize that the main people you're going to be pulling in are the people who already want to watch this. Like <laughs> people who don't yeah. already like Star Trek or Stargate are probably not going to jump into it. Yeah. Or if they're interested, they might go back and watch some of the original. Because right. mm-hmm. I, I, I am meeting people who are watching Stargate for the first time now. But if, if this show doesn't kind of continue the same way from the original, I, I just think you're missing a boat because yeah. then you're not going to get the people to go watch the original and, stuff. And I hate to say it, but Stargate doesn't have quite the... Uh, background that star trek does where they could throw out discovery and make a mess of it and still have the the, the momentum to then bring out things like strange yeah. new worlds and lower decks and cards of season three which were much more successful mm-hmm. yeah when they try that you get a uh, stargate origins which i watched yeah. recently and that was <laughs> it was <laughs> it was something that's the most charitable way I can put it. There was well, a Stargate and Trip was there for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that at that point when it came out, we were 
it had been a lot of years since Stargate. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so we were a little... 2018 or whenever it was. Hungry yeah. and desperate. So... Yeah. <laughs> so we were a little more forgiving than we might have been. <laughs> I'm just glad that's not the first... My, that wasn't my introduction to Stargate. Because yeah. I probably yeah. wouldn't have watched anything else. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Anyways, on to... Uh, Actually, good Stargate. Uh, today we are discussing uh, the twenty-second episode of season five, um, Revelation. It's only twenty-second, twenty seconds. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot longer. This is going to be a re- yeah. That's why. I, that's Sorry. why I put the article talking good. about the article yeah. in front. Sorry, because the twenty-second episode. Twenty-second. All right. We we need to have the little drum riff button. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. <laughs> I need to get a stream deck and just put that on there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did actually uh, not. I have a twenty uh, twenty th instead of a second because I forgot oh, to okay. edit that from my old document. So I'm glad I didn't say it was the twentieth twenty twoth twenty twoth. Yeah. yeah, yes, <laughs> the twelfteenth twelfteenth. <laughs> After Osiris attacks Adara two, an Asgard research planet. And seemingly kills Thor, SG-1 is sent to Adaratu to rescue Heimdall, who is working on a way to help the Asgard reproduce. They discover that Thor is alive, but is imprisoned by the Gould, and they develop a plan to rescue him. However, the plan goes awry, and Jack and Teal'c are captured. Sam is tortured by Osiris, but she refuses to give up any information. Jack and Teal'c escape and are rescued by a fleet of Asgard ships, and the Asgard are able to defeat the Gould and to rescue Thor. Thor is placed in stasis, but he's, he is expected to make a full recovery. SG-1 returns to Earth, where they are debriefed by General Hammond. They are all relieved to be alive, but they are saddened by the loss of Daniel Jackson. This episode ends with Jack, Sam, and Teal'c walking out of Stargate Command, and as they leave, they feel a strange breeze. And they, Jack smiles, knowing that uh, Daniel is still with them in spirit. I really liked that ending. It was, it was a nice touch. What are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Well, this is a good. This is a good one. You know, it. Um, we get to see more about the Asgard. We learn a lot about the Asgard in this mm-hmm. one. You know mm-hmm. why why they look the way they do and everything, and why why there's concern for the continuation of their species, which eventually plays out in not so good a way. But um, yeah, it's it's this is a, this is a good one, and of course you get we get to see Anubis for the first time. Yep. Um, of course we have you know Cyrus shows back up and and is as devious as ever and. <laughs> Yeah, this, I, I like this one. I've always liked this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lisa? I, I'm, I also really like this one. I like how they, you know, we, we criticize Stargate for not like having all this emotional stuff happening and then they ignore it in the next episode. And so I like that they do address that Daniel's gone and mm-hmm. there's, you know, a little bit of, you, you see each of the main characters, even Hammond kind of talk about, well, I mean, Jack doesn't talk, but you know, like yeah. you see them dealing with it in their own way. And so I appreciated that. And then ending the season with, with, like you said, bringing, making reference to Daniel. So it was, it was nice to not just have a whole episode about, oh my gosh, he's gone. And what does that mean? Um, so we had all this other stuff going on, but yet they still included him. So that was, I don't know, that was really nice. Yeah, I really like that. Well, after the cold open, we get where Osiris comes in and mm-hmm. chews all the scenery and mm-hmm. defeats Thor. Um, I like that we get that scene with Hammond um, and Sam where they're talking about our, where do we go from here and how mm-hmm. are we even supposed to feel about this? Because he's not really 
dead, but he's not mm-hmm. here anymore. So what does that right. mean? So it was nice that we opened with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Victor? Yeah, I like this the Stargate episode. It's kind of, if not peak Stargate, it's kind of the platonic ideal of a Stargate episode. You have space battles. You have Gould. Um, you know, you have the revelation that, you know, the Asgard, the unstoppable force in the galaxy suddenly can't stand up to the Gould anymore because mm-hmm. Anubis has come back from wherever he's been with this weird, you know, pearlescent glowy face and or mask anyways. And so you're, they're setting up the, the next, you know, threat for the next season. And it's a credible threat. We learn, like you said, a lot about the Asgard, which is always cool. Uh, to learn more about them, we get a good mix of Asgard puppetry and CGI Asgard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, both in, this, in the same shot. And then, yeah, the team does address kind of, you know, this being their first mission without Daniel. But I do have one major criticism of the episode, and, and that is for all their talk about missing Daniel. They, they really don't miss Daniel once they get into the thick of the action. Like, there's, <laughs> at, no point, at no point do they ever come into a problem that they would need Daniel to solve. Huh. Um, well, not, yeah. just, not just that. Tilk actually gets like lines yeah. and things to do. <laughs> yeah, and we, and we get and, and it's a Malazi and Mully episode. We get a lot of really good humor. There's there's quite a few bits with the you know the Asgard holograms on the Gould mm-hmm. ship that are that are very humorous. We can we'll talk about those, but yeah. So the, the, it's funny. It's action packed. There's you know space battles. There's you know. Uh, ship corridor battles there's you know world building and so i like it a lot yeah i feel like it's been a while since we've gotten a asgard heavy episode Mm -hmm. so it was nice Mm -hmm. to get that it was nice to flesh out the species um i think my favorite line of the whole episode was jack's a thousand years yeah (laughs) 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 well of course we we get introduced to heimdall terrell rothery voicing that one Oh, yeah, so she I doesn't love, show up on that. screen, but you, you can kind of, you know, if you saw at the beginning where it was, you know, it listed that she was the voice there that you could tell. Yeah, I can. I could hear that as mm-hmm. her. I could yeah. hear it's her. Yeah. yeah, that was that was good casting there. Um, yeah, because Daniel Jackson is Thor. I mean, uh, Michael Shanks is the voice yeah. of Thor. Yep. And Still, so yeah. this was his last Thor episode, I believe. For a while. Yeah. But do uh, they do they get a different voice actor for Thor or do they just not have him until they have a different Asgard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Thor just yeah. was missing. Well, in Heimdall, we see that they're not all the same personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we met, you know, yeah. Thor and Freya, and both of them are pretty stoic and, you know, they're pretty calm. They don't really get too excited. You get Heimdall, oh, it's so great to see you. I, I've yeah. heard so yeah. much about SG1, you know. <laughs> Running down the stairs or, or ramp or whatever <laughs> it was. Yeah. A bit in, unconvincingly, for, but the CGI is still very good once once she actually makes it. He makes it down to the bottom of the stairs. and Yeah. 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 But kind yeah, of more no. the, 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 the excited scientist. <laughs> Yes, it was very refreshing to see that and just how how bubbly he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you were I was not expecting that from an Asgard, so that was fun. <laughs> also like uh I like how Jack just refers to uh Thor as little buddy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very endearing. <laughs> yeah, so the do they ever so they the way they start is they have uh the Asgard contact SG-1 and say that Thor is dead and we need you to rescue Heimdall. And then when they get there, Heimdall says, Thor's not dead, he's just captured and we can see where he is on the ship. But I don't feel like they ever really gave an explanation as to why they said he was dead. 
was that to get past the Asgard? Maybe I missed it, but it just I, seemed I, I odd. I think they just they, assumed that his yeah. ship had been destroyed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't been in contact with Heimdall. Okay, that makes that's, sense. Because it seemed yeah. odd. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the way I took it, too, is they didn't know that he had escaped from the ship. Right. So they thought he went down with his ship. Yeah. And the, and the big issue here is that now the Gould have this very powerful weapon that the Asgard cannot stand up against, and that kind of blows the whole treaty out of the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that I feel like the Asgard—and this kind of just comes from the way the Asgard have interacted with humanity— like the way they've with the different people on the planets, they portray themselves as gods, like literally they mm-hmm. masquerade as gods, mm-hmm. kind of like that, kind of like the Gould, um, but benevolent gods, not malevolent gods. Right. Yeah. And then you see as you actually encounter them, you see that they're advanced, but they're not not maybe as all powerful as they make themselves out to be. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. something that we've been seeing more and more the more they've come into the show because initially we get them like in their the first time they come they're like in their big ship and they're superimposing and and, they vacuum mm -hmm. up all the japan Mm -hmm. right yeah and then now we're to the point where i know they they're getting their little gray butts kicked and and, you know osiris (laughs) even osiris even kind of pokes at thor like that but like you know Mm -hmm. i'm a god and you won't kill me as you know what you know yeah you can't kill a god yeah you can't kill a god as you know wink wink yeah 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 it's kind of nice. I mean, at the, at the I mean, where we've been at the end of season five, the Gould haven't been terribly a big threat for a while because of the Protected Planets Treaty. Just and so it's kind of nice that you're going into a new season on a new channel, and you know that there's going to be a fight with the Gould. I mean, they're yep. they're back. Yeah. You know? not, not not to mention SG One's killing every Gould they find, but then mm-hmm. now they've kind of hit the point now where they're not. And mm-hmm. now they've got a goal that is going to be a serious threat. All right. Yeah, because they've they've killed so many gold now that it it makes them kind of not that formidable. So it's nice to mm-hmm. see that kind of flipped around because we've gotten to the point where the gold have appeared pretty weak that they keep getting defeated by these yeah. four, now three humans. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we've talked about it before that when they, they you know, that, that I want to say crutch or device that that something always works or always gets, you know, saves the day. And so to have the Asgard always be able to save the day or the protected planets treaty, and now that's gone. So it just mm-hmm. opens the door to some really cool stories and fights and threats and mm-hmm. all of that coming up. Yeah. And, um, the Asgard aren't all powerful and, and, you know, they are in locked into their fight with the replicators, but now that the Gould are like more technically advanced than the Asgard, shouldn't like, they just point the replicators towards the Gould and, and just say <laughs> yeah. like, go get those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, and, and of course they, at the end, the Asgard still do come to save the day because they got now the, all of a sudden now they yeah. got the more powerful ships again. <laughs> the, uh, were those O'Neill class? I, I I couldn't tell. I think those I, were like I don't know. Yeah. I, I I can't recognize the difference between the ships. But. <laughs> yeah, and it, like they couldn't spare a ship, and that's why they needed Earth's dinky little busted up, you know, cargo <laughs> ship, <laughs> Jaffa cargo ship with no seat in the back. Yeah, yeah. with no seat. Yeah. That was a that funny. Was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things where the spaceships have to travel at the speed of plot. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's why they couldn't get there in time until the end. 
And we get to learn a lot more about the history of the Asgard because uh, it's revealed that Heimdall has been working on re- uh, genetic research because all the Asgard are clones. Mm-hmm. And that's Ooh. kind of they're kind of getting into, a, I guess, a Habsburg situation where they're just getting more and more genetically stagnant. Uh, and we mm-hmm. get to see a, uh, a, a like an ancient pre-augmented, pre-cloned uh, Asgard. and 30,000 years old. Yeah. Yeah, in stasis in a stasis pod. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a looks like handsome Squidward from the SpongeBob episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking it was like if if Beldar Conehead had a baby with like another Conehead, and it was a Conehead baby and grew up to become a Conehead. That's what it would look like because it looked like a Conehead from yeah, kind of half kind of half human face, but then with the big Asgard head and. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun to see. Uh, I, I was hoping you'd wake up and do something, but yeah, just like, like <laughs> just like chill me. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I don't think we ever see that again. Hmm. No, and I don't then think so. No, but you were right. They did name check Reese in this episode, or at least the android. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then at the end, they're like, "Hey, that information you gave us that panned out. Now, now we can spare some ships." You know, it's like, yep. okay, how did it? out they don't really <laughs> and we'll find out some of that Still to later yeah. yeah basically it, it i hate to say it but that ending kind of did feel like the oh we better get this episode finished we're you know we've been writing for a while and us what's going on <laughs> yeah how do we end this oh i know the asgard show up with three <laughs> ships this time and that's enough deus ex asgard yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i wonder I looked this up, but I couldn't find anything about it. I wonder if this was intended to be a two-parter and it it got cut short, maybe because they were transitioning to a new channel. There was some reason why they didn't want to do a two-parter across networks. Because it's, I just it's, read that yeah. they they wanted to wrap it up, and they for the first time they don't do a cliffhanger at the end of the season yeah. because yeah. because they were changing networks, so they wanted to end it just intact without the cliffhanger. Right. But still have so. the opening for the next season because it does start mm-hmm. with a two-parter mm-hmm. for the next season. Mm-hmm. It was it was a good episode. It was a good mix of action. Uh, got a lot of good humor. Uh, the whole discussion between uh, I like that that like three-way discussion they have with uh, Sam and Jack and Heimdall about the issues of Asgard reproduction and the fact that they cannot <laughs> sexually reproduce anymore and how. Sam is tra- basically doing the thing where she translates everything for Jack and then he's, his reactions to it are, are good. Yeah. <laughs> and how put out Heimdall is about it. It's like, we don't talk about that with outsiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Like, like the Klingon nice, forehead right? ridge debate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, yeah. And then like, like I mentioned, because the Asgard have hologram technology as well as beaming technology, Sam helps out, uh, you know, Jack and Teal have to go over to the ship to knock out the shield generator. So this is like a very like, um, you know, Empire Strikes Back meets Return of the Jedi type escapade for them. Um, but yeah, so she and so they have to go over and, and you know, they get, you know, they get captured or before they get captured, they're trying to, you know, distract the Jaffa. And so she projects a hologram of herself onto the ship. And just when she says like, hey, guys, what's happening? And they'll turn <laughs> yeah. around and look. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was very funny. That Samantha was Carter fun. being just kind of comedic there. Yeah, and they shoot at the hologram. Yep, getting uh, 
got the got to get those henchmen out of the way. Yep. <laughs> it is in, yeah, like you had uh mentioned uh, Lisa, it is funny that you don't really miss Daniel Jackson once the actual plot gets going. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's there's been that consistent problem I feel like where you've got one too many people and one one of the actors usually either Daniel or Teal'c kind of don't get anything to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so. so by Daniel not being there, it really opened the door for Tilk's character to have a little bit more input and yeah. action. Yeah. yeah, but I did I did like the way they had Osiris ask where he was. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of a nice nod. And, and, and then and and the look on her face when she realized that he really was dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just that 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 can't be. How how could this, you know, how could he mm-hmm. be dead? You know, it wasn't the look of of a Gualul that was happy that her, her enemy was conquered. It was a look of, you know, that was Sarah coming through and yeah. What's like, going, you almost know, what, concern or disbelief or yeah. how can that be? Yeah. I, you know, I, I will say that Sam's part in this in the first, again, first half or so of the episode was, was actually pretty good to get that kind of that trying to, trying to get Tilk and, and Jack to, to recognize this. Of course for Jack, it's like, this is another person I've served with who's died. I have to, I have to suppress that and do the mm-hmm. mission. Mm-hmm. And Tilk's trying right. to say, no, this is a good thing. What he went through, as painful as it is, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But Sam can't see that. And, and even General Hammond, where he's talking about his, his, uh, his comrade, his, his person he served with who died in Vietnam, but didn't know what happened to him, didn't know if mm-hmm. he was a POW if he was, you know, missing an action, what his status was, you know, and how to, how to handle that, where you just got to move on. You just yeah. got to mm-hmm. keep the next mission, the next step. I like the way they had the, each of them handle it differently because mm-hmm. I felt that it, you know, as we all know, I mean, different people handle grief differently. And so I, I kind of liked it because I felt like there was some part of each of the main characters that people could identify with mm-hmm. and yeah. how they would handle it. And so, um, I liked the nod to, you know, Carter, you know, got to be a little more of the emotional, you know, I'm having trouble with this and, and how she approached each of them and how they dealt with it. And, and I did like, uh, Teal'c in that he, he talked about it being a great honor and everybody wants this, but, but he did end with saying, but I wish she was here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so Mm -hmm. that was, I really liked that moment. Yeah. I I liked his line. It, It is a great accomplishment. You know, yeah. like what he was able to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Teal'c is the most, or not the most, but he's, I feel like he's more emotionally in tune with himself than Jack is, which is funny because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's so stoic, but right. he's almost got that kind of, kind of Spock thing going on where yeah. because he's so stoic, you almost assume he doesn't really have emotions, but he just keeps them locked down real tight where he's more aware of them though. Right. But mm-hmm. Jack, on the other hand, just tries to smush them down and ignore them and mm-hmm. well and that's, you can see and we, we see that where they're sitting in the in the ship in the cargo ship and jack's literally field stripping his p90 mm-hmm. over and over yeah yeah i mean it was cool it was cool to see i'd never seen one of those broken broken apart so it was cool to see how yeah. it goes together but he's doing it because he's distracting himself yeah mm-hmm. he's distracting himself with something he knows which is maintaining your equipment yeah. plus we know that those cargo ships aren't exactly fast so they may have been in the <laughs> <laughs> and for 10 or 12 days at that point. <laughs> yeah, close quarters. Yeah. 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 I do like um I feel like the effects with 
the Asgard were were pretty good here. Like they did, they were yeah CGI mm-hmm. and puppets, but the transition wasn't awkward or jarring. No. And when it's CGI, you can still tell it's CGI, but it isn't like distractingly bad. Like it looks, it looks about as good as the puppets. So it was nice to see them walk on their weird yeah. little legs too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and Heimdall's like just facial expressions were really good yeah. for the time and for the budget. I mean, yeah, it's you know good eye lines for the actors looking at. You know, oh, I read something about that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read that? that with us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that they actually had Terrell Rothery, um, like be the mm-hmm. actor in the scene and she dressed in all black with a black hood and they had to put Heimdall's face on her so the actors oh. could look, but the face, because of the height of Heimdall versus her, Heimdall's face was her on her chest. <laughs> 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 so they said like watching the scenes, you know, the watching uh, the, the actors have to talk to her chest was like... <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> they said she was a very good sport. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's one of, like, my eyes are down here. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Nice. Yeah, that's that definitely makes it easier to interact with a, a CG character when you have the actual actor mm-hmm. there on set. Mm-hmm. And we learned that you, pro- uh, you know, has had a falling out after Osiris stabbed him, or I guess, and now he's at war with Anubis. Um, you know, so. yeah, the Gul'dar at each other's throats. Um, mm-hmm. I guess now that they're done feasting on all the other Gould, <laughs> little baby Gould. I need to unsee that, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, still- I love their. I love I love that line where Osiris is like, "Why won't that old fool just die?" Yeah. <laughs> I like you. He's got he's got a charisma that the other yeah. people don't oh, yeah. don't seem to have. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, so we get a uh, get Anubis and his very awesome uh, ring wraith like costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like that. I like it. He's they're keeping him mysterious. Um, he's mm-hmm. not just another dude in Egyptian cosplay. Um, <laughs> no, we'll learn more about him next season. He's Definitely not like the other ghoul. Mm-mm. Yeah. There's, he's, nice. he's been missing in action for a reason. Yeah. Nice. Which makes him a little more dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. That'll be fun to see. Yeah, this is, this is a good way to end the season. I'm really looking forward to next season. Uh, I actually like that this wasn't a two-parter. Um, yeah. Because I think I'm just burnt out on cliffhangers on anything <laughs> in general because of a lot of modern TV, but... It was nice to have this this story that wrapped it up. It it was a good capstone to the previous episode uh, where they got to grieve um, mm-hmm. with Daniel, and so it was it was good. It was fun. Had a lot of yeah. a lot of humor, a lot of action, pretty much everything you want from Stargate. Yep. And I'm really glad they didn't end this season with Daniel dying. Yeah. You know that it was the it was yeah. the episode before. So so like you said they could they could go back and wrap it up and give you something to look forward to rather than just leave you right upset. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're like what now? The last scene is him ascending and that's it. The end of yeah. the, yeah. the end of the season. <laughs> oh, oh, but come watch us on a new channel on a new day at any yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did read that they didn't know they were getting a sixth season until halfway through season 5. Mhm. Okay. Hmm. So when you go back and you kind of look at season five and the episodes, it is interesting to think that I wonder how they had to change the second half of season five because they knew it was like, oh, 
oh, wait, we still have more story to tell. Yeah. You know? The worst I've mentioned this before is, is like Supernatural, where they would not know they're getting reviewed until basically they had fi- finished filming the last episode. <laughs> so then they'd have to like film a little cliffhanger and just like like 20 seconds and like tack it on to like the last episode <laughs> of the season. <laughs> well, and as we go into season six, the article also said that they didn't, they really only expected one season on sci-fi. Mm. They were going to do season six and then they were going to do a major motion picture. Oh, so, okay. Which mm. we know didn't, didn't happen. Right. They stayed on sci-fi for a movie. Yeah. They're going to do six seasons in a movie. Yeah, six seasons seven and then seven movie. seasons in a movie. So they, they instead did what? Five more seasons on sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. We can, I guess there's debate as to whether or not they should have, but, uh, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad we still got a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More Stargate is better than, than less Stargate. That's yeah. true. I still watched it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it just so, just to get, have something to do until Atlantis came on. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> or nice. see what crazy thing Vala is going to do next. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy. What's that crazy Vala going to do tonight? Are they going <laughs> to talk to Merlin today or what are they doing? Oh, <laughs> Merlin comes into this. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It gets interesting. <laughs> I like that was, that was definitely a vote, of, a vote of confidence there, Victor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> nice. Wow. You know how you always say that talking about bad episodes is so much more fun? So yeah. we're going to have a good time in season we'll nine, have fun. what you're saying. And suddenly, suddenly <laughs> Devlin's idea of like the Loch Ness Monster, the Yetis and stuff doesn't seem that <laughs> Well, in a, in a couple of years, we'll be, we'll be into that. So there you go. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Uh, did y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? You know what? One thing that kind of struck me is so I, so funny is I, I don't know why I hadn't noticed this before, but. Have you noticed they build these monster ships and have absolutely nobody in them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just mean, I don't know why I never thought of that until now. It's just no, watching it's like they're walking all over this ship. Yeah. And there's like ten people on the entire ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I think it was implied there were more Jaffa because when they were like gonna gas the corridors, it was like Oh, but just think of all the Jaffa that'll that'll hurt and stuff, and then we don't. We only see like two of them pass out or something. Yeah, there's like three or four total that they, you know, I think yeah. we see a total Maybe like twenty. <laughs> just light on extras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what is interesting is watching her. I guess he was her first prime. Basically, talk back to her that way. Yeah. That was really interesting because that is not something we would have yeah. seen a couple of seasons ago, and you 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 kind of make makes you wonder. They've heard you know, is, was rebel. it just for the episode or is that supposed to show us that the idea of Jaffa being free or not just being their pawns? Is well, you it even see the hold? two of them kind of looking at each yeah. other going, okay. being like, <laughs> check out the gold. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's a, their, their grip on power does not seem to be as absolute as uh, Apophis's was where they were basically just his completely willing servants who believed mm-hmm. he was a god where you almost feel like with at least with osiris and i don't know about with anubis or not they kind of go along with the yeah you're a god thing that you can keep saying that but they don't really believe it 
I, th- mm-hmm. I feel like SG one probably killing as many gold as they have has kind of shattered that illusion for yeah. probably a lot of the Jaffa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this episode, if you listen to this on our audio version, this episode has one of the uh, one of the clips where Jack's like, "All we got to do is bust out of here," you know. Yes. Yeah. Got the children or your commandeer the ship and fly out home and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's in our. Mm-hmm. Got that. Uh, we had uh, window of opportunity. Had the the Daniel one. So yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you you can fill out your little bingo card there. Yeah, there we go. Intro <laughs> quote. Awesome. Uh, anything else? Any uh, titles? Oh yeah. Do yeah. we have any fun? Yeah, any fun? Yeah, uh, we did. Alternate language um, ones. Yeah. So in most languages, uh, it was just revelations or in Czech. I'm not going to try and pronounce this, but surprising revelations. But in in German, we got das Geheimnis der Asgard, which is the secret of the Asgard. Hey. Yeah. yeah. So it's a. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're very literal, but uh, at least it' not too literal. Titles still in there. the spirit, still in the yeah. spirit of it. Yeah, I'm thinking of some some versions they could have gone with that would have yeah. fit that mold, but probably shouldn't say them on the show. <laughs> so, at least it was something torture like, ball. At least it was something like the Asgard haven't reproduced in in a thousand <laughs> yeah. years or yeah. something right. like that. <laughs> <laughs> or, the man in the stasis pod. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel is a wind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha's paddles. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Lauren Z, Maria N, Patricia R, Ron S, and Ryan W. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. And to find previous episodes of Secret to Stargate and to send us feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at SQPN. You can check out our Discord at sqpn.com slash discord. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, the uh, two-part season opener of Season 6, Redemption. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. And next time, I'm the hologram. (laughs) You're not. Once again, I'm Jack Berzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Doctor Who. Find the show wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Doctor Who.